Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Catholic Truth, your channel for learning everything about the Catholic Church, what we believe, and why we believe it, the truth of Catholicism that comes down from Jesus and the Apostles over two thousand years. If you haven't checked out our website, check it out at thecatholictruth.org. And if you haven't considered supporting our ministry, check out our PayPal and our Patreon below, along with our Facebook, our Instagram, and follow us on any of those social media platforms. Is hell real? The answer is yes. For 2,000 years, the Catholic Christian Church has taught that hell is real. It's a real place where people go, and the devil and his angels will all go at the end of time. We're going to show how and why hell exists from the Bible and from the history and tradition of the church, um, because today many people are not believing in hell. Even some priests and teachers, even whole religions, have rejected the teaching of hell, especially cults like Jehovah's Witnesses and uh, uh, the Adventists and other cults like that, they reject the teaching of an everlasting hell where people go. And to this end, I went to a church one day, and the priest said that everybody goes to heaven. And in his homily, he said, it's like being disciplined by your parents. If your parents say, go to your room, you're going to go to your room. Now, you may go there willingly, or your parents may have to just take you there against your will. But either way, you're going to be punished and go to your room. And it's the same thing he said, after you die, you're going to go to heaven. Now, you might not want to, but you're going to go Go there whether you want to or not, because that is the will of God. Now, of course, this is complete heresy. This is wholly and completely false. It's literally against the theology of the church, and it's impossible because God can't and will not force everyone to go to heaven. That is against our free will. That is against, I mean, there are people who don't want to go to heaven. They prefer evil. In fact, the most famous of them all is Christopher Hitchens. And Christopher Hitchens said, even if there is a God, I wouldn't want to go to heaven and I don't want to be there with that God. And this is him on his deathbed saying that he does not want to go to heaven. So God is not going to take little Chris by the shirt collar and say, tough luck kid, get in there and throw him into heaven against his will because that's not the way God works. God loves us. God gives us free will and God gives us what we want. It would probably be more of a hell for Chris to be there against his own will if he didn't want to be. And I went up to the priest after mass and I got into a conversation with him very nicely. And I said, Father, you're teaching something that the Catholic Church doesn't teach. In your homily, you said everybody goes to heaven, but that's actually not true. And that's what the Jehovah's Witnesses teach, not the Catholic Church. And he said, no, no, that's Catholic teaching. Everybody goes to heaven. I said, Father, that's not what the Catholic Church teaches. And in fact, that's not what the Bible teaches either, Father. Have you read the Bible? The Bible says that people will go to hell. And he got all defensive. And he said, where does, where does the Bible say people will go to hell? And they said, Revelation 14, Revelation 20, it says that people will be thrown into to the lake of fire and burn night and day in the presence of the Lamb forever and ever? I mean, that's pretty clear hell, Father. And uh, he said, no, no, that's just talking about inside you. It's talking about like a spiritual hell. 
I'm like, Father, have you ever read the Catechism of the Catholic Church? And he got really upset. He said, of course I've read the Catechism. I took a whole course on the Catechism in seminary. I know the Catechism. I said, then you should know that the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches that it is the teaching of the Catholic Church that hell exists, that it's not temporal, it's eternal, and people go there. And he said, well, why would God send an people to hell. I mean, have you been a priest? Have you seen people on their deathbed? They convert on their deathbed. And I and I said, that might be, Father. And, you know, I'm, I was stumbling a little bit because I'm not a priest and I don't know. But the fact is that not everybody converts on their deathbed. Not everybody wants to go to heaven. And Christopher Hitchens is a prime example of that. But I said, Father, you may want to go to the Jehovah's Witnesses because they teach, you know, what you teach. And it might make you feel a little bit more comfortable. But the Catholic Church has taught, along with all of the Christians down through 2,000 years, that hell is real. And, of course, he said, well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. I said, okay, we can do that, Father, and I respect that, and I thank you for the conversation, but I'm right, (laughs) because the Catholic Church teaches what I'm teaching, and you're teaching something that the Catholic Church is not teaching. And we left it at that. We're going to show where hell is found in the Bible and in the teaching of the Church, the constant teaching and the tradition of the church. It is a real teaching. It is a Christian teaching. And only certain small little sects, little cults that don't teach hell exist, like the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Adventists, and a few others. But the majority of Christianity teaches that hell exists. And anyone who doesn't isn't teaching a Christian doctrine. So some people say that hell doesn't exist, and they try to go through all sorts of gymnastics to prove that hell doesn't exist. I'm going to read you a few passages from the Bible to show absolutely that hell exists. And the gymnastics that the Jehovah's Witnesses have to do. I've read the Watchtower Society. I've read their website. I've read their writings trying to say that there is no hell. And the gymnastics, the mental gymnastics they have to go through to overcome these verses is is, is honestly just silly. I, I don't know how else to say it. They're saying that it leads to everlasting destruction. And that forever and ever doesn't mean forever and ever. It just means destruction. That you're going to die and you're going to rot in the grave forever. You're not going to actually continue living. And everything means destruction, but that's not actually what the Bible says. Listen to what the Bible says. Revelation 19.20 says that the beast was captured with him, the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning and brimstone. To go along with this, let's look at Revelation 20, verses 10 through 15. This is the verse that I quoted to the priest. Here's what it says. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. Anyone not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Wow. Now notice that the devil, the beast, and the false prophet, basically all evil was cast into hell. 
the lake of fire. Now, also notice that the people who worshipped the beast and followed them and did evil were cast into the exact same place that the devil and his angels were cast. So, there are people who go to hell. There are people who are going to the same place as the devil. And they are going to, as it says here, it says they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. I mean, I don't think it can get more clear. You don't just end your life. It's not just temporary. It's not just temporal. You don't just rot in the grave like the Jehovah's Witnesses say. It says you are literally tormented day and night forever and ever. And not just the devil, but also people. And listen to what Matthew 21, 41 to 46 says. Then he will say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you accursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will answer him, Lord, when did we not see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life, unquote. So, wow. So it says, depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So here we see people going to the same place as the devil, which is eternal fire. And the Bible says that the devil and his angels will be cast there for all eternity. Now, the Jehovah's Witnesses will say that, no, the devil's just going to be destroyed, and all the angels will just be destroyed, and nobody goes to hell because there's no such thing as hell. But the Bible is saying exactly the opposite. And the Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, really try to say that this is just talking about destruction. This is just talking about rotting in the grave. But they're being dishonest. I mean, it says, depart from me, you accursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Prepared. God prepared this for the devil. Now, why? God, I mean, hell hasn't been there forever, but God had to make hell in a sense because the devil said he did not want to serve God. He did not want to live with God and he would not serve. And so God just gave him his wish. If he didn't want to be with God for all eternity, then he sent him to a place, hell, where there is no God. That's what hell is. Whether it's a literal fire or not, probably not. That's not, that's not, what we're talking about here, even if it's a symbolic fire, you know, it's, it's talking about eternal suffering. The catechism of the Catholic Church and what the Catholic Church has taught is that the primary suffering and torture of hell is eternal separation from God, light, joy, peace, goodness, love, friendship, everything that is good, beauty. You are separated from that and you are going to know that you're separated from that. You're going to know you lost that. And the pain of giving up God for all eternity is the primary pain. It's that eternal separation of being in isolation, loneliness. You won't have any friends, no family, no nothing. You will be by yourself eternally, which is what you chose, which is what you wanted, but you're going to be in that, and that's going to be the primary torture. But you're going to suffer night and day. Like, I mean, that's what the Bible says. Now, we can think about this emotionally. Like, why would God let that happen? Why would God do this? But, you know, we're going to talk about that in another video. But notice, it was prepared for the devil because the devil did not live 
with God. And then it says that the people who do not follow Jesus and do not live out their faith and do not do good works are going to go to the same place as the devil, those who choose evil. Notice it says they will go away to everlasting punishment, but the righteous to everlasting life. So just as the righteous are going to live forever in eternity, in life, so the evil are going to live for eternity forever in hell. Listen to what Revelation 14, 9 through 11 says. It says, if anyone worships the beast and his image, he will receive a mark on his forehead and his hand. He himself shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. So, again, this is not everlasting destruction. This is not just rotting in the grave. It says tormented in fire and in brimstone. I mean, even if this is symbolic language, it's telling you that you're going to suffer for eternity because that's what hell is. I mean, you can't get more clear. You can't get more plain. You have to do endless mental gymnastics to get around these verses. There are many, many more verses, too, that we have here uh, all over, and I've written a bunch of them down. For example, like in parables, like in Matthew chapter 13, where it says, you're like a tree, and if you don't bear fruit, you're going to be cut down and burned with fire, or you have no use but to be thrown into the fire. And the, the Bible talks about Gehenna, which was an everlasting, like, trash dump, where the Jews just threw trash in there perpetually, and they left the fire raging. And Jesus often compared evil people and said that they will go to Gehenna, hell, for all eternity, this trash dump where the worm does not die and where you will weep and gnash your teeth. Basically, he describes it as a painful experience. Now, notice that this is not the Catholic Church making this up. Notice this is not me making this up. Jesus used hell and hell-type language more than he talked about heaven in the Bible because he didn't want us to go there, because he wanted to warn us, because he wanted us to stay on the straight and narrow. Matthew 7 says that there are only two roads. One leads to heaven and one leads to hell. The road to hell is wide. It's easy to travel. Many travel it, the Bible says, whereas the road to heaven is hard. It's rocky. It goes uphill. It's difficult to find. But those who want eternal life will get there. Luke 3.17 talks about the end of time, and there are many parables about the end of time, where he comes with his winnowing fan, and he's going to separate the righteous and the wicked, and he says that the wicked will burn in unquenchable fire. Again, this is a parable, but it's a symbol and a foreshadowing of what's going to happen at the end of time for the godless and those who don't choose to follow God, or who say they follow God, but don't actually follow God in their deeds. They do so in their words, but not their deeds. This is what the Bible says. And the tradition of the church says the exact same thing. We have countless, I mean, all of the early church fathers unanimously talked about hell. And I have some of their quotes here. I'll just read a couple just because, you know, I could talk forever on this, but we'll just read a couple just so you can see the earliest Christians did not believe what the Jehovah's Witnesses believe, or the Adventists, or any other of the sects that don't believe in hell. They believed in hell from the very earliest days of Christianity. Cyprian of Carthage in 252 says this, An ever-burning Gehenna and the punishment of being devoured by living flames will consume the condemned, nor will there be any way in which the tormented can ever have respite or be at an end. Souls along with their bodies will be preserved for suffering in unlimited agonies. Unquote. 
Likewise, Tertullian in the year 200 says this, quote, After the present age is ended, he will judge his worshipers for a reward of eternal life and the godless for a fire equally perpetual and unending. The godless and those who have not turned wholly to God will be punished in fire equally unending, unquote. Irenaeus in the year 180 says this, God will send spiritual forces of wickedness and the angels who have transgressed and become apostates and the impious, unjust, lawless, and blasphemous among men into the everlasting fire. The penalty increases for those who do not believe the word of God and despise his coming. This is not merely temporal, but eternal, unquote. Justin Martyr, in the year 150, no more is it possible for an evildoer, the avarice, the treacherous, to hide from God than it is the virtuous. Every man will receive an eternal punishment or reward for his actions that they deserve. Indeed, if all men recognize this, no one would freely choose evil even for a short time, knowing that they will incur the eternal sentence of fire. Unquote. There are earlier quotes, too, from 150, 110, Ignatius of Antioch, Clement of Rome from 150 AD, who was the fourth pope. I mean, there are many, many quotes all down through the ages to say that hell exists. Now, we might not like this. I personally don't like the teaching of hell. I wish it wasn't real, but I can't change what Jesus said. I'm not God. I'm a human. And even though I don't like it, even though it doesn't make sense sometimes to me, even though I, I can't rationally grasp eternity and why this would happen, Jesus said it. I believe it. It's just that simple. Kind of like many other teachings in many other churches today, especially liberal churches, who change the teachings of Jesus because they're not comfortable. And many people walked away from Jesus because they weren't comfortable, but Jesus never changed his teachings. But here's the thing. Nobody will ever go to hell unjustly. Nobody will go to hell who doesn't deserve it. Now, hell is not just eternal punishment. Oh, you didn't follow me, God says, so you're going to hell. I don't like you. You're going to hell. You disobeyed me. No. God's a father who desperately desires and wants more than anything in the universe for his children to come to heaven with him. But the reality is some people prefer evil. Some people don't want to go to heaven. Some people hate God. I've talked to people and invited them to church and they've got mad at me and said, if you ever say that to me again, I'll punch you in the face. Don't ever mention God or anything like that ever again. I'm like, okay, like clearly they want nothing to do with God. Of course, we pray for their repentance, but if they don't repent and if they die in a state of eternal separation from God, then that's what they will have for all eternity, eternal separation from God. And that's what they chose. But I love the Bible verse in Sirach chapter 2 where it says that God's mercy is as infinite as his majesty. Mercy is as infinite as his majesty. There's no one on earth, no Satanist, no evil person, no one who's killed a hundred people. There's nobody on this earth who cannot be forgiven for any sin, for any amount of sins, for anything they've ever done. They can be forgiven at any point, at any time, for anything, because our God is bigger than all sins combined. Our God is greater than all of hell combined times infinity. God is infinite, and the devil and all his angels and all evil is like a drop in the ocean of his mercy. So if you struggle with sin, if you struggle with worry, if you struggle with anxiety about hell, focus more on God, his love, his mercy, his goodness, his kindness, the fact that he wants you to go to heaven. He's not sitting there judging every little thing you do and hoping you mess up so you go to hell. You might want to get a book called I Believe in Love. It's all about the love of God and reforming our minds to come to know God's love. We also have several videos on 
God's mercy, kindness, forgiveness, overcoming scrupulosity, overcoming your obsession with sin, your over-focus on sin. Check out those videos. Please check them out because many people do struggle with this. It's a fine line. God is fully just, but he's also fully merciful. Nobody... Nobody needs to go to hell because Jesus shed his body and blood. Jesus shed every drop of his blood to save you, to get you to heaven, and to take you away from evil, no matter how much evil is in your life. All you have to do is run to him, cry out to him, and say, forgive me, Lord. And if you've sinned a hundred times a day, run back to him, fall on your knees, and say, forgive me, Lord. I come back to you. You know, change my heart, change my ways, change my thinking. Lord, give me more light, less darkness, and just pray your heart out and let Jesus change you. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Stay close to Jesus Christ, and you will never go to hell. You will be in heaven, and that's what he wants for you more than anything in the world. God bless you. 